1: From the 5th Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey
0: everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome to Coach Unplugged. I'm so happy you decided to join us. Uh, Before we get started today, I'd like to give a big shout out to our sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shoe machine in the market. I've said this multiple times, we own three of them. I want a fourth and a fifth. My is listening to me, but, um, they're so great. Um, they work so well. They're so easy to set up. I think my record is 37 seconds or 32 seconds to set it up. Um, but mention coach Unplug, They'll give you $450 off. Mention coach Collins. They'll take really good care of you. And also go over and check out teach for coaches who want to get better. It's a one-stop shop for basketball coaches, everything you need from a, from a nationally ranked. Um, you know, we won three state titles. Um, I think the we were just talking recently, um, you know, we've won over 460 games in our program and lost 130 over the last 20 years. And I think we know the secret sauce to be successful, the roadmap, what it takes on and off the court. So go over and check it out um, and enjoy the podcast. Bye.
1: <laughs> it's all right. No worries. <laughs> sometimes I'm I'm the old dog. Like I have a hard time with technology sometimes. All right. Questions. Did you have questions?
2: Yes. One was, well, the first question I was asking, like, about the homework – not homework, I guess I worded it wrong. My kids took over a varsity girls program. They just lack basketball knowledge. Okay. Is it – do you do just all on-court stuff?
1: Are you talking about them, like, not understanding basic rules or not understanding how to run your offense?
2: Uh – I guess more offense or like say a certain way we want to beat a zone
1: yeah so so, so yeah so I do it a couple ways like if they don't know how to break a zone I'll do it a couple ways first way is I'll show them on the court um because some kids need to physically do it mm-hmm. um so we'll use the example of breaking like a two three zone I would show them how we're gonna how we're gonna do that as a, as kind of the whole part and then because and then physically move them to spots um, then some kids are visual learners. So then I'll also do stuff in, in class showing them, um, either teams that do it better than us or us doing it. Um, okay. so, you know, YouTube is a wonderful thing that I didn't have when I started coaching, but, um, you know, you can go on and find, I don't know, like Connecticut running a two, three zone break. And then you show them, look at how these girls are moving you can slow it. You can pause it. You can, you know, get a laser pointer and do that. Yeah. So that's the second thing I do. And then the third way is that I actually have them then after I do that, then I pull out a piece of paper and have them because some kids are visual learners, some are physical learners, some need to write it. So I have them do all of those things because hopefully one of them will click. Um, and then I'll go back to the court and break it down into small pieces like, all right, what, how are we going to get to the short corner or how are we going to get to this? So um, but I want to make sure I get to all the type of learners It's someone that's taught for, I want to get to the visual learners, the physical learners, the ones, that yeah. mean, I mean, all of them. If you do that, then that will, they'll, all of them will get it. Um, I, I also believe a lot in self-coaching. So if there are girls that are getting it, then I would have them try to teach the girls that aren't getting it. Oh, um, okay. Cause they talk to each other better than you and I talk to each other or talk to them. I mean, um, yeah. So their communication is just different. How they communicate is just different than me communicating to them. So then I'll have some of the girls, like, okay, explain what we need to do, to, especially the ones that are struggling more.
2: Okay, yeah, that's what, like, last year we struggled. I was just like, man, how do they not get it, you know?
1: Not right, not right. And and the thing is, you get it, and the way you explain it is getting it, but it's not processing for them.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't do any of that. And Say that so, again? I, and I didn't do any of the... I guess the classroom stuff
1: yeah I would do the, I would definitely because some of them will some of them will get that way so they really will you know the, especially you know if the, the if you can maybe if you can get a group maybe you get five girls that do it really well then you could tape it during practice and then you know you could send it to them you could put it on YouTube whatever. Um, so that the other girls that maybe aren't getting it could see because that's, you know, whatever it is. Maybe it's a two-foot jump stop. Maybe it's shot fakes. Maybe it's how you want them to pass. Whatever skill you're doing, um, you, you really want to, yeah. Some of them, the, the, I literally, half my team processes things through tape. They really do. Um, okay. I would say half and half. The, the paper one is probably the least of the, of the ways, but some kids, if they can draw it and do it, that's the way they, they process. But I would say probably 50-50 is, you know, letting them see it and then letting them do it. Okay.
2: And then the next thing is, I guess, like the zone. We, we got – they played so much zone against us last year, and we just struggled with it.
1: Okay. <laughs> so my guess is your team can't shoot.
2: Exactly. This year <laughs> will be better, but last year, you know, we just –
1: And tell me where you're, tell me where you're located again.
2: Yeah. In California.
1: Okay. So you have a shot clock.
2: Yeah. Do you know like where Fresno is?
1: I do. Yep. Yep.
2: We're about five minutes from there.
1: Okay. So, so, so I was going to say, if you have, if you don't, the shot clock is then your, your enemy in that, in that um, world (laughs) a little bit. I'm going, if you don't have a shot clock in their zone and you can't shoot, you can take a lot of time, but you don't have that. Um, So so there's a couple ways um first of all you don't want to so describe your team to me athletic haven't played very much
2: haven't played we were we're we're young our best players are probably sophomores okay and bad so we were just i pulled up three freshmen last year because we're just young
1: young okay are they athletic um yes Okay. uh, So what I'm thinking is, okay, there's a couple things. If you can't, if you're not, if you don't feel like you're shooting, first of all, long-term, you got to take care of that issue. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So that issue needs to be taken care of or I'm going to zone you for the next 30 years. So long-term, you got to take care of the not be able to shoot issue, but short-term, what I would do is a couple things. First of all, you have to figure out ways to score um, that, especially if you're not a great shooting team. So out of bounds plays are a great way. pressure is a great way so you know if you turn them over and you can go get a layup that's an easy way to get buckets um can they can they hit free throws at least you think yeah yeah so then so then you want to you want to get things where they're attacking the rim and start working the officials because then you're going to want to get to the free throw line um because that's like i tell my boys that's the easiest shot in basketball because it never changes Um, there's no defenders, there's nothing. So you, you, you want to work on out of bounds. You want to work on ways that, that you can score. So out of bounds plays or side out of bounds plays is a good one. Second one is pressure, right? If you can turn the opposing team over and get easy layups, that's another way. And then the, the third way would be attacking the rim. Um, so, a lot of zones don't do a lot of cutting and a lot of screening. You're going to want to do a lot of, like, almost run your man – I don't know what you run for man offense, but almost run your man offense where they're attacking and at least you're going to the rim and, you know, half the time you're getting a foul call, you'll get the shoot. The throws, half the time, maybe they can stop and kick it and you can get a, you know, wide open shot. Um, yeah. I would also really, especially if you have young girls, I would teach them to go to the offensive glass hard
2: okay
1: really hard like make it almost a badge of honor to get an offensive rebound because if they get an offensive rebound they're they're about as close as you're going to ever get to anything you run offensively to the basket so um you're going to want them you know you're going to want them to go because you're going to miss a lot supposedly yeah. so go to that offensive glass and that you know as soon as you get that ball that's your ball shoot it um well, that's, a, that's the fourth thing I'd probably work on is really work on going to offensive glass. You know, teach them, this is a good thing. Where if they shoot on the corner, where's the ball going to go? It's going to go the opposite side most of the time. You know, if yeah. you shoot here, where's it going to go? So those little skills that maybe they don't understand, you have to teach them, like, whatever you <laughs> emphasize they're going to do. So if you emphasize offensive glass, they'll go to the offensive glass. Okay. Does that so make like sense? Our,
2: yeah, our offense last year, like – it was pretty much we had our our I guess our guards just around you know the three point line. We didn't okay. move them, like you're saying. and it was really just our two posts that went elbow short corner. So I yeah. need to get more movement. You there. want
1: movement. I mean, I, I mean, we've gotten to the point where we, we we run our man offense against most zones. One three, one, we really don't is quite as much, but um, yeah, because because I want movement. Zones don't like moving side to side. And zones don't like movement and cutting and, and dribbling attack. And they don't like things that get them out of sorts. They, they they want things that are nice and slow so they can move side to side. Okay. So, yeah. So, I would I would even make your guards, like, a, you know, they pass to a wing. They got to cut all – they got to put their head under the basket, kind of cut, and then everyone kind of fills. As long as you get yep. movement like that, eventually they're going to find some scenes. Um, <laughs> I would also, if you could, maybe push the ball up the court before they can set the zone up. Okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah. You know, it's the uh, kind of the opposite of the pressure. How can you get easy buckets? Well, we're gonna we're gonna get the ball out of the rim and we're gonna score it in five seconds. And the girls will love that. My guys love that. You know, if you make it all almost make it a contest or something fun in practice, like we are going to be the road runners. You know, we're gonna because. if you pressure and you get quick buckets, then you don't have to worry about people zoning. you. Um, Okay. So that I would definitely do that too. It's like try to get, try to get the ball down and at the rim before they can (laughs) set up the two, three or whatever they're going to run against. Yeah.
2: Okay. Okay. And the other thing was, is everybody just pressed us last year. Okay. And I don't know if it's we were just, no, good
1: at it. No, you're young. You're young. I'll tell you, I haven't seen your team, but you, you describing your team, youth. The best thing about a sophomore is they become a junior. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: swear to God, because they. So, so I would work on. So, I've had teams over the last four or five years that have had problems of pressure, and we spent a lot of time on it. So, do a lot of disadvantaged drills during practice, where you know you have three offensive ga- gals versus four defensive girls. Um, okay. And then don't let them dribble. Because my guess is they put their heads down, they get trapped, and they turn it over is probably – yeah. yeah. <laughs> so dribbling, unless you have a really, really, really good dribbler or a really, really good point guard, most of the time that's not going to work well for you. So work on disadvantage drills, a lot of disadvantage drills. Go, go two on three. Go three on four. Go four on five. You know, four offense versus five defense in the full court. So it feels worse than – the game, yeah. and then don't, I, I tell my guys, they can't dribble until they get it inside the three-point line, so oh. it teaches them cutting, diagonal cuts are virtually impossible to defend, here, let me show you, I'll show you real quick, um, so if you, if you have a, so let's say you're going this way, mm-hmm. okay, and the ball gets entered over here to, to X, okay, if you die, so let's say there's going to be someone here defending, okay. And then let's say you have a player here on offense and a player here on defense. Um, so the ball gets passed into X one. If X two diagonal cuts, it's impossible for them for for this defender to stop it. So you want to work on these diagonal cuts in front. So always be cutting in front because this person right here who's defending does not want to. Can you see that? Yeah. Yeah. This defender does not want to get beat deep, right? Yeah. So everything you're doing is diagonal cuts into the middle, across court. And then as soon as they get here, then someone, so let's say the ball gets here. Well, what's this one going to do? They're going to diagonal cut this way. So, uh, you know what I'm saying? You just, yeah. you teach them catch square and look, and you should have people flashing in front because they're going to step to protect. They don't want to get beat deep. So there, this this cut will always be open. The diagonal cut will always be open. The problem is, X one gets the ball here and wants to um, starts dribbling. Wants to start dribbling it, and then yeah. that's the problem. They start. They wanted to put the ball down, and then it's like turnover layup. Turnover layup. It's like it's See, the reason coaches like, don't have any hair. You know, yeah. we
2: would get it to you know that corner or go yep. in. The and we would have the opposite big at half court flash in the middle.
1: The the bigs the bigs great, but the big is too slow probably.
2: And and, and our girls are just staring at it, and i was like, don't throw it, and then it's just lobbed up, and it's. Yep, just
1: yep. Up. You just want you. you and, and the thing is, that's repetition and practice. You just want it like no dribble, cuts, 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 and they'll eventually learn that this is how we can break it. Um, so I also tell them I'd rather have them eat the ball than throw it away, like because okay. because when you turn it over what happens they get a layup right yeah so i say i would rather have you take the five count okay right i mean you have Set to up. tell them what you want them to do so i always tell my guys i'd rather have you you know foot i tell my guys i'd rather have you football huddle it and eat the ball than throw it away because if you throw it away they're going to score a layup if you don't throw it away it's a turnover and I'm not happy, but they didn't score. We can defend them. You know, we can run our defense. Yeah. So you really have to teach them that throwing it away is not an option. Um, yeah. And the other girls have to cut to find open space. And that, you know, if you get to, you know, and then I always tell them at that point you have your dribble as your release. So they catch it, right? You catch it and you square and you look. The The officials counting one, two three, four. Then you can put it on the floor, right? You can start dribbling. So the count starts over. One, two, three, four. So we're at eight seconds. Then you pick it up. You have another five seconds before you get that five-second count. So when they catch it, do not let them put it on the floor first, right? Because you have four seconds. Then you dribble. It starts over. Then you have four more seconds. Now we're at eight seconds. Now you pick it up. Now you have five more seconds. You have 13 seconds before you're going to get that five second count. That's a lot of time. Now, obviously if you're breaking the press, you only have 10 to get it over a half court, but that, that dribble gives them a release, um, especially, you know, mo- even more so in the half court, but, um, you know, you have to teach them that don't, don't make that throw. Cause it's going to, my guess is it's a layup in the other direction. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, so is a lot of your press break your kids just kind of knowing the cuts?
1: Yeah, but you got to you you, you got to kind of teach them where you want them to go. You know, um, a, a one four set's a great one to do. You know, if you go here, I don't know if this is erased. It's not.
2: That's the one I was kind of looking for.
1: Yeah, if you look at if you look at T tubes, I got a bunch of press breaks that I've done. Great out of bounds plays are good press breaks too. Um, oh. This this um um all right so. You know, really basic one is taking the ball out of bounds here. Oops, sorry. Um, Taking the ball out of bounds here, put one here, put one here. And then I put these two deep like here, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: right? And then what I'll do is I'll have them screen, right? And roll back and I'll have these guys come, these guys come up. So eventually I'll end up with a one four set. One, two, three, four, and they'll be a little deeper than this. They'll probably be down in here. And then if the ball goes here, I have these guys cut. This one cuts across. This one cuts to the middle. This one kind. Of, this one cuts down and deep. So this person has, and then whoever threw it in is, let's say, five threw it in for me. Five will step back. And okay. so, so this person has the ball. This one's cutting in front.
2: Ohio challenge what you know about mental health at BeatTheStigma.org. dot org
1: and let me move this up and then um, this one will cut to the middle and then this one will kind of go down sideline kind of hook in like a fish hook a little bit okay um, so you basically have three pat you can pass it back you can pass it to the first one you can pass it to the middle and then you basically whenever you're getting trapped let's say let's say this person gets trapped right here you basically uh-huh. got to give you got to give them three people to look for either sideways and back front front middle and front sideline okay and if you give them those three options one of those three will be open okay. um you know bef- even before the trap can come
2: yeah okay
1: does that make sense uh,
2: yeah 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 i kind of we just kind of had two passes i guess and i feel like at times it was so slow you know it's our girls putting the ball behind their head, you know? and it's just
1: like, Yeah. Don't put it, don't let them do it. Statue of Liberty. Nothing good happens yeah, up here, you know?
2: Done,
1: right yeah. Once it's here, it's going to get stolen. So they make it, make sure they're kind of, and that, and again, if you do that, you, you gotta, you gotta basically throw them in the lab at this point it, at practice. And like, it's going to look, you're going to literally go home and want to have a drink after you do this a couple of days. Um, yeah. especially if you do disadvantaged drinks, uh, disadvantaged ones, like three on four, four on five, they're going to turn it over. And then you go yeah. stop. And then what I do is I go, stop. What did you do? Wrong? I, I throw it back at them. I don't get mad. I go, okay, stop. Let's say, let's say it's, uh, let's say it's uh, Lily. All right, Lily, what did you do wrong there? Oh, I put it above my head coach. Okay, perfect. Move on. All right. What did you do wrong? Oh, I, I dribbled right away. Perfect. So you want them to slowly process what they're, they'll they'll eventually be able to do it, before, they'll tell you before you can even say anything. Yeah, um, and then that's what that's what they. So when they get in the heat of the per, the heat of the battle, and it's five on five rather than four on five, it's gonna feel a lot easier. It really is, but okay. it's gonna take you weeks, weeks, every day, weeks. Every day. We we used to start practice with this. Like, when I had, when I haven't had point guards or a great guards, we've done this every day for five, ten minutes. Every day. Like, disadvantage. I'll literally stand on the sideline, and it's like, disadvantage drill. And they'll go, you know, two on three, three on four, four on five. You know, no dribbles. Blah, blah, blah. And they'll go, boom, 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 boom. Done. Um, and it takes a while to get good at it, but they will. They will.
2: Yeah, like, we've just been doing, like, basic pivots, it seems like, for a month. But – finally starting to see it and they're starting to understand like oh man we can do this and it's like right boring but it's like we can't move forward if we can't do that
1: right you can't you gotta crawl before you walk yes and And I I would try to get shooting in every day you gotta think long term too you gotta think don't think short term think long term you gotta it's hard it's even hard for me and I got a couple great shooters on my team this year it is you gotta like you got every day like and part of them, one of them lives in my house and is going to be a senior, so I'm a little bit more, con- I'm a little bit more conscious of him getting his shots. Because it's like anything, if he doesn't get his shots, he's not quite as good as he normally is. Yeah. So it's like if you're not shooting the ball well and people are zoning you or, pe- or you're turning the ball over a every day, got to do it every day. you got to carve out that little piece in practice every day. And it's hard because you go, oh, crap, we haven't worked on our bounce plays. We haven't worked on our offense. Trust me, I get that. Um, you got to almost like put it in your practice plan. We got to work on shooting every day. We got to work on press break every day. um Even okay. if it's five, ten minutes, whatever it is.
2: Okay. I'm trying to think what else I had. Uh, do you think adding like we didn't really last year? We didn't play any zone. Okay. Just because I kind of felt like we weren't ready for it. Yep. And we didn't press. Okay. Do you think that's something I should try to add? So
1: do you think your man is good now?
2: Yeah, I think it's a lot better. Okay. I think, that, I think I was – last year it's, I was thinking big picture, like, oh, we got to run this offense, we got to do this. And then, you know, this summer I'm like, it doesn't matter. If I have the best offense, if we can't do the little things, it's not going to work.
1: It's not. It's not.
2: So I don't know if not playing zone hurt us because – they don't really know how to play
1: zone. So it's hard to teach them how to. So, them. so I would, whatever zone you probably see the most, I would put it in. Okay. If nothing else, I'm a, I'm a big believer in changing momentum. Like let's say you've run your man and they've come down and scored four, three or four straight times. I'm just going to go to zone for a couple possessions just to get them out of their rhythm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that's what I'm doing. Okay. Uh, yeah. So that, I would do that. And then the pre, the press one's a little bit harder one. <laughs> um, yeah. if you, if you, if you're athletic and you think you can turn people over, it, it wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing because you can work on two things at once. You can work on your press break and you can work on your press. Yeah. Um, so from that standpoint, it's probably, you could probably find time in your practice to do it. Um, I personally would put the zone in before I put that in probably just to, you know, cause I, I'm a Like I said, I think you can change teams momentum with yeah. one or two possessions of doing something, then getting out of it.
2: Yeah. Okay. What about like a man offense? Do you have any suggestions?
1: I mean, I'm a big read and react guy, but I've run everything. So if you have questions, I can help you. But, um, I like, I like something that gives them some freedom. I like spacing. Um, and the read and react does that. It's basically rules. You know, if you do Rick's rules, it's like 40 of them, but we, we've, we've, we've narrowed it to like four or five. Um, you know, I, you know, dribble drive is good. You know, basic motion is good. You know, like you the know. Read
2: and react something that a young team.
1: um, I, I think I, so. I think so. If you, if you go to the Facebook group, um, or I can send it to you too. Um, I have a set of rules and I've narrowed it down to like four or five rules. It's basically spacing. Now, do you have bigs?
2: We have one that I think is going to have a good year.
1: Okay. So it's a little bit harder to run, read, react. Can the big step out?
2: That's what we've been working on.
1: Okay. So, so you know, you might want to run a, a four-by-one motion. I mean, I personally would simplify it as much as you can. You know, if you have the ball, what can you do? You can pass. You can dribble. Once you, once you get rid of the ball, what are you going to do? Are you going to screen away? Are you going to flash? Are you going to, you know, yeah. that's what Read and React basically gives you some basic rules. Um, you know, you can, you can also run a structured offense like, you know, the swing or something like that or the wheel or there's all sorts of structured ones too. Um, I personally, especially if you have a young team, I'd keep it simple. Um, whatever you feel really comfortable doing, I would do. I, would, okay. I wouldn't try to complicate the offense at this point.
2: We ran, like, a high four last year, and, I mean, we struggled. We didn't get a lot of man, but it's just our dribbling wasn't there. I mean, it's, it's gotten a lot better this year, but I just didn't know. So, if you're
1: not seeing a lot of man, I really wouldn't worry about that much. Um, okay. I would just worry about, like, how am I going to attack these zones? What are our rules going to be? Where do I want my big to go? Um, so, you know, go, you know, you have three or four – girls out, one girl in, you know, what are the, where do you want them to, what, what kind of location do you want them to be in? So I wouldn't, does
2: does the read and react kind of, is it kind of a man and
1: zone? It is, it is, it works for both. Um, so it just really depends on, on, you know, yeah, it's it's basically about spacing in a couple rules. You know, you, you, what are you going to do when you pass? Are you going to cut through or are you going to screen away? Are you Are going to help out a teammate? Um, you know, so you're making the defense make decisions on everything that you're doing. There's all there's always movement kind of in the read and react. Um, okay. It's just, it, yeah, just kind of, let me see if I can find, I think I have it in my file. I'm looking here. Hold on. Um, put it in there. Um, yeah. So it, it, if you go to the Facebook group, it's written under my, um, it says Spartans offensive rules cause we're the Spartans. Um, okay. but you know, hold on, I'm pulling it up. So basically our rules are you got to five, fill the five offensive spots. Mm-hmm. If you're overplayed you back door, which means that someone's denying you real hard. You probably won't see that a lot in the zone, but if someone's overplaying you, you back door after you pass, you cut to the basket. So a lot of cuss cutting um but when you pe- pass from the point to the wing you either screen away um you backdoor cut um so it's really basic rules so that's okay. you know yeah what you should do is look at your girls and say okay my big what do I want my big to do I want her to always ball screen I always want her to screen away I always want her to flash to the short corner what do I want my guards doing I want them cutting I want them screening the zone away are you good at flare cut? I mean, that's where you got to kind of, and then just come up with three or four rules that get them moving is basically okay. what you want to do is get them moving. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. If
2: there was anything else, not so much.
1: Uh... I'm sure, I'm sure after, what I tell everybody after these calls is like, email me in two or three weeks and you'll have probably have a bunch of questions. Okay. <laughs> It's yeah. like you start working through stuff and it's like, oh, crud, I got to work on this. I don't know about this. Um, so go back, especially look at, the, look, on, look at our member area for press breaks. I did a whole like, hour on different press breaks. Um, okay. Look at that. I tell people if you have a good out-of-bounds play that gets the ball in, that will work as, an, as, a, as a press break too. <laughs> oh, to oh, okay. Now, people always say, you know, out-of-bounds plays are to score while you can also use an out-of-bounds play to go the other direction you just get the ball in and then you just got to teach your kids where to kind of attack so um if you have something that works that's that can work as a press break too
2: okay
1: okay okay all right thanks coach i appreciate it so much yep no problem anytime talk to you soon bye thank you yep hey everybody
0: hope you enjoyed that if you want to support us you want to help us get the lights on here at teachups.com go over join 14-day free trial and then stop the car subscribe like apple five star review that would be good all right maybe have a good day bye sports social podcast network